Conversations. It is episode two. I am your host, April Davenport. I am so glad to have you back with me for episode two. I hope you tuned in to episode one. If you did it, just go right back there and watch it for me. It's a great show. You won't be disappointed. So today we are talking about not your typical hashtag black girl magic. So just in case you need to know a little bit about me, again, I'm April Davenport right here from Atlanta, Georgia. And I'm so excited about this first season of Confessions, Convictions, and Conversations. So I know that this topic is probably going to get me a lot of talk on social media, not your typical hashtag black girl magic, because I know how people are about their hashtags. And so I'm really not a hashtag kind of girl. When I post, then my friends have to tell me to go back. Hey, you forgot to put a hashtag. Hey, you forgot to credit somebody. Hey, you forgot to do this. You forgot to do that. I mean, forgive me. Yes, I kind of grew up in the social media age, but it's just not that deep for me. But I understand how people are so sensitive about their hashtagging. So the only kind of hashtag that I do is like hashtag fresh start, hashtag confessions, convictions, and conversations, of course, and hashtag Jesus, because you know what I mean? That's to me, that's what it's all about. So let's get right into it. Hashtag black girl magic. What is it? Hashtag black girl magic is seen everywhere these days on all social media accounts. Actually, right before I recorded this episode, I pulled up my Facebook and bam, right there, somebody had on a shirt. Hashtag black girl magic. I mean, it's on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, and even outside of social media. It is literally a phenomenon. But what is it? The hashtag that later became a trend that developed into like this mantra for living apparently seemed to find its roots back in 2013 when the lady by the name of Kashawn Thompson was inspired by this speech given by our forever first lady, Michelle Obama, at the Black Girls Rock Awards. Thompson wanted to show that women were preserving through adversity, and she also wanted to counteract that the many negative stereotypes that were present in media and social media. Was she successful? <laughs> that would be a major understatement. Kudos to you, Kashawn Thompson, because whether I agree with you or not, the hashtag, the clothing campaign, and the social movement took off to heights unimaginable. The one thing I can say about our generation and our present society, if it sounds good, you can bottle it up and sell it. But let's just hit the pause button for a moment. Is it really as good as it sounds? Is being a black girl magical? Is there a secret formula that we all become privy to at a certain age and then boom, we're just all creating all kinds of greatness in the atmosphere? And if it's so good, then somebody please tell me, why do black women have the most issues creating community? Does the magic only work in its singular form? Do we all have to be the same? And is this magic created by the magician? If I'm a black girl, do I automatically carry a magic wand? Or is it something that can only be granted to me by the culture? or the greater body of black girls. I admit, I'm convicted. I am not your typical black girl magic. As I evolved into a young lady, hash slash teenager, I've always been kind of like set apart. That never really bothered me. 
I typically never liked the same things that my friends like, but that didn't prevent us from, you know, gelling, meshing. I always had a clear view of my goals when other people were unsure. Again, that never gave me pause, but it did kind of bother other people. I had a vast number of experiences, because if you remember, my parents grilled in us to do everything that they could not do. The others really weren't able to partake in, and those experiences, it really opened me up to a world that existed far beyond my neighborhood, far beyond my school, and the people in my school. My parents raised us to believe that I was never better than anyone else, but that I was always just as good as anyone else. I've always held on to this belief. I've never backed down from a challenge, and I'm a lover of the English language, so I do my best to speak it in its standard form. And I hope that you can read between those lines. All of these things combined together made some people believe that I didn't appreciate my heritage or that I was less black. In fact, many people in high school call me an Oreo. And I'm sure I don't have to spell out this reference for you. You know, black on the outside, white on the inside. In high school, I had a really quick tongue. I mean, my tongue is still kind of quick, but in high school, it was super, super quick. So I really didn't care what people said about me or what they thought about me. But recently, I was reminded of this reference and it took me back to those years and I had to really reflect whether or not this affected my sense of black girl magic. If I don't move to the rhythm that you want me to move, does that compromise who I am as a black girl? If I choose to create my magic in a different lab, is my magic any less potent? I think we have to really begin to unpack our standards and realize that as we constantly harass our counterparts for placing societal pressures on us, that we do the exact same thing to us. Luckily for me, no one else's opinion ever held enough weight to compromise who I was, am, or hope to be. So, how has your sense of self been defined by others? Have people placed stereotypes on you of who you should be of who you need to be? Has that affected decisions in your life? As a mentor, I tell teenagers all of the time, earn the GPA that will allow you to make your own decision about where you want to spend your post-secondary years. As a college professor, I am obviously a proponent of higher education. Hashtag Georgia State University. But even more so, I am a proponent of lifetime learning. And I truly believe that there are multiple measures of success and therefore many pathways to obtain that success. Somewhere along the lines, when we started like promoting college, we started also promoting that college was the only pathway to success. Hashtag that is not true. I'm gonna start saying hashtag a lot, you know, because it just sounds cute right now. If you believe that your child needs to be further shaped, then consider a military career. If you believe that your child has crazy skills, consider trade school, uh, school. If you believe that college is for your child and your child actually likes to go to class and kind of likes to do work, then 
you know, college might be the best option for your child. But every child who decides to go to college needs to go to the right college for him or her. There is really no blueprint for this. When I graduated, I had the pick of the litter because I had worked hard to ensure that I could write my own ticket. And that ticket took me to the University of Notre Dame. It was and still is one of the best decisions I have ever made. I loved my time under the Golden Dome. And upon my first visit, I fell in love with the campus. And I knew that God was making it clear to me that Notre Dame was the choice for me. But I can remember so many people telling my parents that I should not go to Notre Dame. First of all, let's discuss why they thought they even had an opinion. Second of all, the number of people who told me that I was doing a disservice to the black race by not attending an HBCU was so disheartening. I mean, did my race change just because I decided to attend a predominantly white institution? Was I going to deny my race when I attended Notre Dame? Was there a book somewhere that said I was becoming less black? Somehow I missed all of these unspoken rules and I was wondering why again, just because I was different, was I not still black? I mean, I needed somebody to help me understand why I was being crucified by the very people who were supposed to embrace me. So forgive me if now, when we're going through so much racial unrest, when I can't seem to always jump on board, jump on the bandwagon, because honestly, the unfair treatment that I have received has not been from outside of the race. It has been from within the race. So have you made decisions that were unpopular, but that you know were best for you? Now let's talk about hair. Or should we really talk about hair? Do I really, really want to have this discussion? I mean, there is just so much here that I may have to have an episode solely dedicated to hair alone. I love my hair. I love having my hair done. And we as a conglomerate of black women definitely have not come to a consensus on what we deem as okay. So I think for now, this is just what I'm gonna say about hair. I'll say it like one of my friends says it. If you like it, I love it, all right? Cause I'm sure gonna love the way that I keep my hair done. So I'm gonna leave hair alone for right now. So while the term black girl magic does seem to be a rallying call, I also wonder, is it a divisive call? It signals that women are able to push through adversity. But is the image of the strong black woman the only image that we want to portray? What about the gentle black woman, the smart black woman, the graceful black woman, the kind black woman? Is all of this encompassed in black girl magic or is it eliminated? I'll admit, like I said earlier, I'm really not offended by things that most people are offended by. And I don't feel the need to defend every single thing that comes my way. This may cause a stir, but I'm not offended by the Confederate statues. Why? Because the systems that they represent are still in place. You can tear down a physical representation all you want, but if you aren't willing to restructure a system, nothing changes. I'd rather someone be reminded of what needs to change than to be able to keep turning a blind eye to subtle racism any day. 
The disparities in our education system are a huge part of why we have so many issues in this country, because if you teach it wrong, then it continues to be perpetuated. If you show children that they don't deserve an equal opportunity, then they grow thinking up that they don't deserve to ever lay claim to something that is rightfully theirs. So forgive me if I don't post about every single thing on social media, if I don't jump in every argument, if I don't crucify everyone that says something out of line, I don't have time to be offended. If we are truly creating magic, then we need to spend more time strategizing and less time arguing. We are engaged in a war of words instead of fighting against principalities and against spiritual wickedness in high places. Do you find yourself always kind of like engaged in battle, expending energy, or are you observing from the sidelines? There's black girl magic, and then there's black boy joy. But why do black boys get to possess theirs, possessing joy? And then black girls have to create theirs. We have to create the magic. I'm not really sitting here trying to undo this social movement. But as I tell my students all of the time, don't subscribe to something to which you haven't studied or to which you don't know for certain you actually believe in. Yes, I do believe that there is something inside of me that creates something wonderful, and I certainly agree that there is something indescribable about being a black girl. If that's magic, I'm good with it. I just know that I'm not average and I'm not typical, and I'm good with that too. So what's your dose of black girl magic? What do you bring into the table? Is it just a hashtag or are you actually creating a movement, because if all you're doing is posting, then the only thing that we're gonna be doing is sitting right here. So thanks so much for listening. Thanks so much for watching. I'm so glad that you tuned into this episode of Confessions, Convictions, and Conversations. Hey, I told you, I'm not your typical black girl magic, but I am trying to bring something great. Make sure that you continue to hit the subscribe button and make sure that you catch me next week, same day, same time. And don't forget to connect with me on social media. And before you leave, let me pray for you. God, make sure that you continue to protect my people because ultimately they belong to you. It's been great being with you.